Hi, it's Alexa, and this is Savage Lifecast, because in a world full of chaos, loving yourself is a savage act. We're here to create conscious conversations around all the goods, all the important stuff, all the yummy stuff, life, love, spirituality, business. So let's all take a deep breath and get ready to pause, to breathe, and to savor it all. Let's go. Hi guys, welcome to Savage Life Cast. It's me, Alexa. Today, I wanted to share a few things with you that have been coming up for me in my journey, and hopefully they can help you along your path as well. But um, so so recently, um, I have been feeling or had been feeling incredibly exhausted and like completely physically, mentally, emotionally run down and drained and done. And I went to my OB and they actually found a, a very large mass on my right ovary. This gave me major, major pause because, A, anything that's foreign to your body is just fucking petrifying. B, I have a parent, my mother, has stage four ovarian cancer and, and has been living with stage four ovarian cancer for the last almost five years. She's like a total anomaly, miracle, legend. Um, but regardless, I have seen that journey firsthand and it's a journey that, um, at the age of 32, I'm really not super interested in embarking on, particularly because I, I want the potentiality of having children. Um, and it's just a journey that I know is exhausting and I was already feeling exhausted. So as you can imagine, this, this brought up a lot of stuff for me. This, this was, um, really difficult to cope with. And I, I coped with it for about a month and just had to practice this practice of sitting in discomfort, which is what I preach all the time. Right. I talk about it. Um, I talk about it in yoga class, right? Like, okay, cool. The yoga doesn't begin when you get into the pose. It, it really, well, it does begin at the beginning of the pose, but it also really begins when you want out of the pose. The moment you want out of the pose, the moment you're uncomfortable, the moment that you don't want to be there anymore, that's when you, the, the real yoga sets in and you have to learn sitting with it, right? The word asana, which by the way, is at the end of every single yoga pose, right? Utkatasana, Ardha Chandrasana, Virabhadrasana. It's all an asana. The word asana doesn't mean pose. The word asana means seat, to be able to sit with oneself in this shape, in this discomfort, or in this ease. Right? Some of us are really uncomfortable with ease. So for some of us, the uncomfortable poses are not the same, right? So I was really practicing sitting in my own discomfort and trying my best to not react to it, despite the fact that, you know, I was reactive and I was sensitive and I had a hard time really showing up the way that I wanted to in every aspect of my life. You know, my mom had a surgery a few days after I got this diagnosis and I went up there to, to hold space for her. And it was like, every time I've gone in for a surgery for my mom, it's been, um, 
it, it's been a thing, right? It's always holding space. It's always caretaking. It's always energetically being present. But this time it was a little different because not only was I holding space for her, but I was holding space for myself and the potentiality of, of what may or may not occur um, for me shortly. So it was a very scary time. So there was that kind of agitating me. There was my own stuff. There was boy troubles. There was all sorts of stuff that I was really having to sit with. And although I didn't do it perfectly, I'm really proud of the way that I did sit with my stuff because there, there was a time and a place, you know, when I, I struggled with my eating disorder for a very long time where my coping mechanism would have been to starve myself or my coping mechanism would have been to binge or where my coping mechanism would have been to spend five hours in the gym a day. And I didn't go there. And it's one of those moments of just realizing how we can change and it's not necessarily that we change, but our reactivity to our circumstances change, right? Like we learn to stay. We learn to not put up all of our defenses. We learn to not partake in behaviors that are destructive, but it doesn't mean the impulse isn't still there. Sometimes the impulse is absolutely still there, but we learn to breathe through it. We learn to watch it rather than partake in it, right? So anyway, a few days ago, five days ago, six days ago, six days ago, I had my surgery and it was abdominal surgery, which, you know, if anyone here has had abdominal surgery, I want to give you a major shout out because I have mad respect for you. Um, cutting into your abdominal muscles is no joke. You know, it's like getting into bed. You have to lift your own legs up into bed. Getting up to go to the bathroom is like a whole other thing. Going to the bathroom is a whole other thing because you can't use your stomach muscles. It's like the, all the things that you just kind of take for granted on the daily. Oh, my God. It's like such an eye-opener <laughs> of what a miracle it is to have a body that works. I mean, it is a miracle to have a body. There's, there's so much working. There's so much happening for us at any given moment. And I went into surgery and this mass turned out to be even bigger than they thought, about the size of a grapefruit. And yes, it is benign. I just found that out last night. So I've still been sitting with it until last night. And... And I have had to, literally had to, do less. I didn't, I, have, I haven't had a choice. There are just things I can't do right now. I can't sit up by myself. I can't um, walk very far. <laughs> I can't um, lift things. There are just things that I cannot do. And being with myself through this and, and in all the grand scheme of things, in retrospect, although it was scary, it really isn't a huge deal, right? It, and I'm not trying to minimize it. It is a big deal. I think anytime we get surgery, it's a big deal. But it's benign. You know, all the, all the news came back beautifully. I have had to receive which is something that has petrified me for most of my life. 
And sure, I have received things on many levels that have felt safe or I've done it to my dismay or I've done it um, in in a, a specific way that like it was shut down or there are a million ways that I did receive, but it wasn't like this. And by the way, that's not altruistic to not receive, not receiving. There are, there are a few reasons we don't receive. One of them is because we don't believe we deserve it. One of them is that we're afraid Another one is, for me, this is the biggie, is that I don't receive because I feel like I'll have to owe someone something if I receive. It's like a, um, it, it's like putting me on a pedestal. If I only give, if I'm sheerly, sheerly, if I'm, if I'm solely, there's the word, a giver, then no one can hurt me because they all owe me right? It's manipulative. It's fucked up, actually. And it's not conscious, right? This is subconscious stuff. This is not like intentional, oh, these people are going to owe me if they give me, the, or if I only give to them, they'll owe me. And then I, yeah, that never has like crossed my mind. This is like hundreds of dollars worth of therapy, right? This is not like, oh, I just like chose that. No, no, this is, this is learned behavior. This is stuff that I've been working on. But I will say, not being able to has been the greatest gift I've received. I have been mothered in ways that are so extraordinary. And I say that in the most nurturing of senses, people have shown up, people have cared for me, people have brought me gifts. And I have just had, I literally, if someone came into, into my house with a gift, and I didn't want it, there'd be no way I could carry it out. Like, that's, it's just, it's just what it is right now. Like, I will receive whatever is brought to me. People are bringing me meals. Sure, bring it on. Like, thank you. Thank you. Without defensiveness. Because for me, receiving equals defensiveness. I'm petrified. And this has been such a beautiful lesson that it is safe it's safe for you. It really is safe for you to receive. People are still going to love you. In fact, they'll love you more because think about how good it feels to offer, how good it feels to give, how good it feels to be of service. I mean, to, to give someone that opportunity to show up like that is, it doesn't leave them feeling like, fuck you. It leaves them feeling like, bless you. Thank you for this. So I have learned that that gift of receiving, it's not only offering someone the opportunity to be of service, but it's also the only way that our cup is able to be filled. You can't just do, 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 and be of service, 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 and not replenish. I was writing the other day and this came up for me. Just because you can carry it doesn't mean you have to. It's like just because you can be of service to everyone doesn't mean that you have to. It's about discernment. 
And it's about doing things not out of codependency or fear, right? The fear of being knocked off the pedestal or the fear of not being good enough to receive it, right? Or the codependency of, oh, if you're okay, I'm okay. So therefore I got to make sure you're okay and then I'll be okay too. Be discerning about those things, right? Giving is great. But when there's no receptivity, there, we're not filling ourselves up. And just because you can do that doesn't mean that you have to. And not, not only do you not have to, but it's, it's not suggested. <laughs> it's not good for you. It's not, it's like trying to move a mountain that you were only supposed to climb. Like moving that mountain is a whole lot harder than just climbing up it. And um, it is humbling, these gifts in strange packages that we receive all the time. Most people would look, not most, well, maybe most people, I don't know. I, the people I roll with are pretty, they're pretty amazing. But a lot of people would look at finding a, a tumor the size of a grapefruit and having a, a surgery and being out of work and having to cancel a retreat and doing all this stuff is a really shitty thing. And I got to tell you, this is one of the best weeks of my life. And that's not to be all Pollyanna. Like, that is so not it. That is so not it. I have moments of despair. I have moments of severe pain. I mean, I have three cuts in my abdomen that are, that are stab wounds, guys. They're not great. But this has been a time of tremendous learning and practicing what I preach. You know, most of us teachers, we're teaching what we need to learn. And I feel like for me, this is a time of leveling up because I am practicing what I preach. I'm really, really practicing it. And I'm not practicing it perfectly, but I am practicing it. And I am, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do to receive this week? What, how can you sew in your level of self-care? How can you do less? How can you um, allow people to come towards you? How can you feel safe doing that? And what can you tell yourself in that process that lets you know that it's safe? Because it's not comfortable, but it is safe. And are you willing to sit with the discomfort? Let me know. All my love, you guys. <laughs>